No, we already have issues. We can't do this. We're not doing this. We're not doing this. No. We're not doing this. You do know what you're doing. You're trying to instigate issues. You're trying to start drama. I don't know either one of you. I don't know you. What you talk about? Uh, I like I care. I don't know you. Then, then why are you pushing this so hard? Because they told me to do it, you nut. <laughs> but you knew she was a nut. You tried to put me in there. I ain't slow. I'm angry when you get me crazy. Say what happened again? No, I repeat what you said. Nigga, cause Don't you playing on my face. Ms. Newby, can I ask a question? Yeah, I'm not grabbing my stuff. 
No, I'm just saying, where you gonna go? Because if you're saying you don't wanna go in the room, that means I gotta find you another one. Uh, that's what I'm asking. But so that's what I'm going I should not have to move because I came to y'all twice about this lady. Why is my fucking old fucking shivering dead dying ass is not moving around? Why the fuck I gotta move around when I came to y'all fucking home? Can't you just answer my question, I don't know where I'm going. Because at the end of the day, I'm not staying in the room. I'm the fucking name. Y'all gonna kill my shit and have me come back tomorrow because I got the fuck are y'all talking about? How many y'all got? What I got? When y'all hold my stuff? Oh, you leaving? I'm asking. What's going on? It's three days, yes. Okay, so I could come back tomorrow morning. I could call out of work and I could come back for my shit. Because I'm not sleeping with this octopus head ass. I just said no, right? Y'all got me fucked up. When, when we made the deal? Down there. Wait, 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 wait. At, you just asked me where I'm waiting at. I'm not waiting in the lobby. I'm not waiting oh, in the hallway. Alright, so if you got another room right now, how can I reach you if I don't know where you're at? You got my, you got my phone number in the system, and if you don't, I'm right here, right. you can ask. The fuck? Listen, it's all about communication. But I'm asking you where I'm you right be at. here. Right. I can stand outside. I can stand outside. And how you gonna know where you're going if you outside? Because you just said how you gonna reach me. You got my phone number. The fuck? That, that was the question, right? How you gonna reach me? Jesus, all oh, the Christ. First roommate had bruxism. <sighs> My second roommate had bruxism. did everything to get under my skin until finally there was no turning back I don't know if it's some systemized government plan to psychologically dismantle me make me commit suicide before my time Whatever that is. Really, I don't believe in such a thing. But it's obvious there's something going on.
I only actually ever see that last girl whenever I'm fasting. I'm only ever fasting lately on accident because I... I don't know why, it just kind of happens on accident. My diet lately has consisted of lentils, sometimes if I'm lucky, rice, sweet potatoes, and protein supplements. If I don't have protein, I start getting really sickly. Not just hungry, but like weak. I can't do anything, I can't focus. But it does seem like there's some kind of curse or it's just systematic and I can't figure out which I mean I believe in magic but lately that's been working against me I didn't have any problems with the first roommate I actually kind of liked her because she was quiet The thing that was irritating was that she would just spend all of her time off work, in bed, scrolling. She wasn't very clean or tidy, so I kind of ended up doing the brunt of the, the housekeeping. I didn't have any money to be able to go anywhere. Couldn't even afford gym fees. At least in the beginning. It does kind of seem like he put a curse on me. As much as I don't want to give somebody like that power at all. The evidence is... Mounting. star with two R's. You can't really escape that kind of symbolism. There are stars everywhere. It is one of the most powerful symbols we use as a humanity. He doesn't know my new name. Nobody does, actually. I have several Eliases. But mostly for music. And at this point, it seems like any strides I take musically... This thing just pushes back at me. 
I'm not crazy. I mean, I am at this point. It's one of those things that's kind of contagious, you know? I haven't been trying to hurt anybody. In fact, I've been trying to kind of just disappear entirely. When my first roommate was sleeping, her teeth were grinding. And it just instantly brought me back into this, this horrible time in my life. Of course, that was my husband, so it wasn't something that was a deal breaker. I think I bought him his first mouth guard. Just so that when we were resting together, I could actually sleep. It's not just the teeth grinding, it's the jerking and the moaning and the scratching. I don't know exactly the science behind bruxism, but it does happen um, after something traumatic. I know. You know, that traumatic thing was the thing that kind of made me dismiss all of those red flags in the beginning. We all know childhood psychology can be very fragile. One of the first things he told me was that he, when he was 12, The last thing his mother ever told him was never to hit a woman. And that same day, he came home from school and she had shot herself. In the head, but she was still breathing. Not quite dead yet. It's a terrible thing for a 12-year-old boy to see. And so all the fucked up things he ever did and all the fucked up things he ever said to me and all of the ways that he acted were immediately just... (sighs) dismissed to me for a long time. And for a long time, I didn't know about the cheating. And to be honest, the cheating isn't the thing that did it for me. I stayed years, actually. But my own sadness, my depression, 
course, at the time that I found out that he had been serial cheating, pretty much the entirety of our relationship, drinking behind my back. And he was a musician, by the way. I supported him. Sometimes I would rewrite his verses because he was always just off by like a beat or a rhythm in the way that it didn't make sense, and so I'd correct it. And sometimes his uh, his friends would make fun of him, other rappers. Oh, you're gonna let a girl, you're gonna let a bitch do your shit. And I think it embarrassed him. So, you know, I stopped going to studio sessions. But by the time everything was said and done, by the time our relationship ended, we had lost two children. And it's nobody's fault. I don't blame him. He still blames my father, who is supposed to be watching them, the boys, one surviving child. <laughs> and if I'm not the superstar DJ, then he is. Born exactly at 8.08 p.m. I can never forget. Listening to uh, the Beatles Love compilation album. He was perfect. I think it shocked just about everybody in the room that he was born with perfectly light skin. Of course, baby blue eyes that just seemed to... Uh... spring right open. And look right into mine. Well, in that moment, I don't think I'd ever seen anything so perfect. Like I said, before him, we had had two other children. Twins. They were conceived uh, six months before our wedding was planned. So, of course, we made a lot of changes. The day before the wedding, see, I am crazy, but this is me trying to explain it. Maybe there's no explaining it. It just is what it is. I'm not looking for pity. At all. 
In fact, I take full responsibility and accountability for everything that's ever happened to me. Everything is just the result of a choice. <laughs> like this. The day before the wedding was when everybody was getting to Vegas. I didn't quite feel abnormal, but I was under a lot of stress and pressure. I was... I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember, actually, how many weeks I was. A lot of the details have kind of vanished with time. <sighs> Fraternal twins, a boy and a girl, conceived naturally. Of course, I was taking birth control, but <laughs> I was also really young. And, uh, I always have been me. I felt okay other than, you know, the chaos. But, well, without going into too much detail, started going into labor the day before our wedding. And when I told my mom, I felt like something might be happening. Not necessarily wrong, I wasn't in any pain, I wasn't having contractions. They were moving. And she snapped at me. She was like, your grandmother just got here, and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and she thought I was just making a scene and wanted to go to the hospital because I was getting cold feet or something. I don't remember what she said. I think I was just kind of zoning out. There was a lot going on. And I remember the conversation ended. Now go downstairs and say hello to your grandmother. And so I did. cousin was the maid of honor. Even though it should have been Annie. 
But Annie and I hadn't spoken in a number of years. We had just grown apart. I went to college in Alaska. She stayed in Utah. She doesn't go too far from her family. That's that's her family. She doesn't really ever leave Utah unless it's, you know, at the time, unless it was to see me and we hadn't seen each other in so long. And it was crazy. She was a late bloomer. I guess like I ended up being I just couldn't believe how pretty she was. She got hot. But this story isn't about Annie, who I miss sometimes dearly, but have learned that sometimes friends grow apart. People grow apart. Friendships end. And so do marriages. And looking back now, I wouldn't change anything. I mean, I still remember this one moment in the very, very beginning of the relationship that there was just this strong voice that told me to leave leave now don't even say anything he was passed out on the couch go back to your dorm room don't pick up the phone when he calls just leave I didn't That was 2013, I think. I... I don't have much to say, other than I feel that my time is definitely unraveling. My psychology is built from trauma. think I'm better than anybody. I am weird, it's true. <laughs> but it does seem like a very strange curse that's been put on me, and I don't know what to do. It could be government conspiracy but I I don't feel that the government could ever be this coordinated with anything I don't believe in coincidences it's been a long time since I believed in coincidences so when my first roommate had bruxism and by the way that ended in a brawl a literal knockdown, drag out brawl 
But it was weird. It was like she was possessed by something. And that could just be in my mind. But that particular day, I'd been training. I think I was celebrating being back in the gym for like a week or two weeks. I can't remember how long it was, but I'd been to the gym every single day. Even though it was a gym I hated. I saw myself in the mirror and I was like, wow, I really am getting skinny. So, I think I want pizza. I sat on the bus after I left Blink for like an hour just to get to Trader Joe's because there's really no like organic, you know, markets that are that affordable out in Queens. There's no Whole Foods, certainly. And uh, everything in the neighborhood is actually like way, way expensive. More expensive than it should be. So I went to Trader Joe's to find a vegan pizza. I think I got a vegan pizza, a wrap, a bag of chips, and I had forgotten about this song that I wrote in North Carolina. But something just drew me to this banana bread. And I was like, yeah, that looks good. So I grabbed it. And I went back to the hotel. And the funny thing is, I had never switched on the TV, not even once. But I'd been playing around with some sound packs that I got. Kind of putting together all the samples that I'd been taking over the years. Just being homeless. Sampling everything dripping water, broken air conditioners, people fighting, yelling, things that were being said to me, you know. Just to remind myself not to forgive somebody who's hurt me so much. Because I do have to remind myself not to go back to relationships that continue to hurt me. I do have to remind myself. I am crazy. I'm weird. I'm pretty much everything anyone says about me. That lady is so funny. The last time she cussed me out, I was just laughing. I was fasting. <laughs> when I was warming up a sweet potato. <laughs> 
And I took her hot pocket out of the microwave or something, and she just goes off on me. She fucking tore me to shreds for like 10 minutes at least. We had this back and forth banter, and that's why I know tonight there's an all night, there's an all male staff. And um, I don't know, there's just something to be said about toxic masculinity, especially in the African American community. So everybody knows that my last roommate, the third roommate, (laughs) made an example out of me. She's from Lima, Peru. She fights like she's from Lima, Peru. Um, Like I said, my body dysmorphia got me a little bit on this one there. Um, Because I thought we were the same size until, you know... um, we started sharing a room. She was undressing, and I realized how much larger all of her clothing uh, was. And I was like, she doesn't, yeah, you know, it, it kind of just tripped me out, but I thought maybe she was just dressing in, you know, bigger clothes, dressing comfortably. But um, I, I realized how much larger she was than me um, after getting my ass beat. Um, That fight was over the air conditioning. Um, (laughs) She, and of course this is after, I've been pushing myself actually. I've been pushing myself on my project. I've been pushing myself to be all the things that I never got to be. So I've been pushing my body to some extremes. Um, Going to the gym daily instead of just a few times a week. Um, You know, which is... you know, it takes a lot out of me. Um, I don't necessarily have, you know, the money to eat the foods that I want to eat, but I at least have um, enough nutrition for sustenance. Um, you know, so my 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 own calorie deficit is um, pretty intense, and so it's, I've been losing weight really, really rapidly. Um, my goal weight is still like one fifteen. Even though this this uh, trainer pulled me aside at Equinox the other day and she was like, whoa, are you powerlifting? And I was like, I don't know, because I don't know how much I lift. I just lift, you know, what feels good to me. Um, and I, I, I do, you know, what I can with my body just because I don't, I didn't, I didn't get the chance to before earlier in my life. Um, she's like, wow, you're powerlifting. And I was like, oh, I don't know what that means. And she was like, well, that means you're lifting more than your body weight. And I'm like, well, um, you know what? Okay, you know, and she, she was giving me props on my um, lifting. I'm skipping around all over the place, but I mean, I'm, I'm basically just explaining what's happening because I realize that these, the, these, I am weird, you know, I am crazy, but this, this series actually does have a plot line, a storyline. Um, it does have writing and scripts that are coinciding, you know. Um, so I'm just kind of trying to explain myself and my position. Like I said, I'm not looking for anything from anybody. Um, I'm just going going through the motions of maybe even being in a in an afterlife, um, you know. Um, yeah, of being like not necessarily even a living um, being, but. 
um, yeah, yeah, she pulled me aside and she was like, oh, do you power lift? I said, I don't know what that means. And she was like, that means you lift more than your body weight. And I was like, I'm not sure about that, you know, because I think I'm pretty heavy. I'm pretty stocky and muscular. Um, um, yeah, and she and she was like, well, we'll, we'll see, because she wants to do this, this um, you know, the whatever, the Equifit. Um, which I've just been avoiding because I feel like once I see my actual weight on the scale, it's just going to be, um, you know, it's just going to give me anxiety knowing that it's not anywhere near uh, 110 pounds, which is, you know, that's what I want to be. All the guys that I fucking like want to be with girls that are that size. It's not, um, it's, it's not, you know, a secret. <laughs> it's public knowledge. But, um... Yeah, she was like, oh, you're powerlifting, or what are your goals? And I, I told her, I just want to be as small as possible um, so that I can run as fast as possible and um, and still be able to lift um, as much as possible. And she was like, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. I was stuck in the 130s for a while, but now I'm in the 150s. And I asked her, is, is that a good thing? And she was like, yeah, I'm pure muscle. So... Um, I'm not sure. My my fascination with being really tiny is just it mostly just comes from like not being um you know, not being paid attention to um by by members of like the opposite sex and I'm not so much of a lesbian that I can that I can get by um you know, with a lady. Um <laughs> yeah, but um anywho that third roommate um just absolutely fucking rocked my world um like i said she's from lima peru she fought like it she actually picked me up off the ground and like head butted me at one point and i remember like as our heads like butted together how impressed i was with that i'm like what the fuck is this? <laughs> like this street fighting shit um but yeah no she she you know um definitely gave me a fat lip and I thought it was going to be a black eye but luckily it wasn't um and it just actually kind of reminded me how how much worse my ex actually got me um because like as the injuries healed I was like oh no this isn't as bad like my jaw's not like broken you know I mean it was weird because when they were taking pictures of my you know of the injuries that she left um the the scar that my ex-husband gave me is still there like underneath the the new injuries I saw that that old scar and I was like whoa like you know um like I just got my my world rocked but like even in comparison it was it was like nothing um compared to what he did to me and at that at this point like I said I don't have any I don't actually have any like resentment all I have is like it's weird. I, I just want him to, like, meet somebody that loves him the way that I did in the beginning. As, like, innocently and purely, you know. And maybe as an, even into, like, more of the, the same things. Um, more of the same things, you know. Maybe somebody younger that's, like, into anime and stuff like that. Like, maybe somebody that has that, that newness and that naivety that I don't have anymore. Um, like, that's, that's what I've been wanting. Because at the end of the day, he's very... Um, He's, he's very protective of his young, even though he doesn't really, like, he has, he doesn't have the, the sense, um, and he hasn't gone through the changes that I've, I've made to implement, like, wellness, and so, 
I I spend a lot of time also praying and just like worrying and having this anxiety that like my son is like morbidly obese at six years old and I'm hoping that he just gets taller and grows into himself or maybe starts you know playing sports and hopefully he doesn't get to the age where he's not getting the girls he wants because he's he's overweight or maybe he's falling behind um or doesn't even have the ability to be an athlete because he's so um so overweight and that's something again that's like out of my control um it did get to the point where things were getting really you know fucked up and cerebral and like psychological once I had decided to leave um which is why I've made that same PSA over and over again that if you're in an abusive relationship just fucking leave don't say shit um because it can really it can fuck with somebody's ego to the point where they and you know like I already like I already said he had already had trauma um, you know, and then we lost our two children. So that's even more trauma and more, more brokenness. And so once somebody is like broken to a certain point, they do become, um, you know, like psychotic in the way that, you know, I guess comparably you could compare it to Dexter. Um, when Dexter, the story of Dexter or or darkly dreaming Dexter, when he was a, a very young infant, he watched his mom, you know, get like, uh, murdered with a chainsaw. Um, and he was three, um, and then it ended up just being a serial killer. And so that, I think, is kind of in the same, in the same respect, um, what happened with my, with my ex, which is why it's like, I did, I did stay for so, so long. And I'm not, like, again, I'm not trying to get any kind of, like, you know, pity points, because at, at this point, like, it's not, like, I'm not, I'm just me and everything that's happened is me and I deserve everything that that came to me but definitely getting my ass you know my ass fucking whooped um (laughs) the first time the first fight I won um even though it was cold like uh the first fight was also over the air conditioning um and she wanted it on and I wanted it off it was still um early in the spring um, and so it was still like raining and, and like half snowing sometimes. And so I'm just cold naturally. Um, but especially since losing like, you know, like, I don't know, something, some things my body have just not like bounced back or recovered after losing over 200 pounds. Like I'm just cold most of the time. Um, even in the summer, I I get by just wearing a jacket. Um, so climate is like a big thing for me. Um, even when I was heavy, I had like severe seasonal depression, like, you know, just not, um, like being sick all the time and not, not having any like life in me at all during the winter seasons. Um, which is why I ended up in California, but California doesn't really give a fuck about humans or anybody. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. So, and I still love California. I just can't, I just don't, um, belong there, but I'm starting to feel like I just don't belong anywhere, um, at all. And this is not, I'm, I'm really hanging in there because I actually really love my son, like more than anything in the world, um, more than, more than music. And that's saying a lot, um, because music is the only thing that I have left and means the very much, uh, most to me. Um, 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 yeah, so I guess, um, I guess that's why I'm kind of picky with how I, how I use it professionally, and I'm kind of, like, steering out of, like, the competitive music industry, because it's, it's, like, ruining the way that I, um, you know, that I think about music and that I dream in music. It's just, it's just kind of ruining it. Um, so I don't know how, what I'm going to end up doing for money. 
Um, but at this point, it's like, wow, I feel like I'm being unraveled psychologically to the point where it's not like I do have severe PTSD and like it's it's getting to the point where it's beyond um, beyond functioning. But I, I also do have like a, a, a bit of pride in the way that like I don't necessarily want to just take a disability check and call it a disability because I'm not disabled like I can still function I just have to be doing something that's like that that is spiritually aligned with me or worth it to me um because if I'm if I'm spending one third of my day or more than one third of my day um you know one third of your day is eight hours on the clock but it does take two hours to get to work and two hours to get back so it's it's very much more than one third of your day um and if all, if 100% of my bills are not paid by that time commitment, then it's not worth it to me. Um, and so I'm just kind of between a rock and a hard place, but it's, it's very, it's, it's like, um, it is like being in this weird programmed curse or like this weird systematic psychological unraveling of like everything that's happened to me. Um, and it seems like without a purpose because I've spent long days, long, long periods of time without getting to eat. I've spent long periods of time without like, you know, getting like any, any privacy, any comfort, any kind of joy at at all whatsoever. Um, you know, like being a vegan, they could say that it's by choice, but I'm also just like, like, I don't have the option to, to, to have what's offered in the homeless system at all. Um, which again does not offer anybody water, only juice and very high sugar substances. Um, so it's basically like the cyclical, like being poisoned and being kept back. Like you're not, like you know, you're not allowed to have a coffee maker. You can go buy coffee, you know, but you're not allowed to do things that like actually, like it just seems like it's just this weird energy. Um, like they don't want you to have any energy and they don't want you to get ahead at all. Um, you know, like the resources that are there are actually more um, impeding than than actually helpful. Um, so it's it's just you know like I don't I don't think that I don't think that the U.S. or that the world at all really seems homeless people as people. Um, you know, it, <laughs> um, it is it is now like cemented in recording. Like you don't have any rights. You know, like, did you pay for this place? Like, yes, I did with my taxes. Because, like, when I do um, spend a lot of time working, and it is a lot of time, I do pay attention to the money that's coming out, um, you know, and what my tax dollars are paying for. So my, my tax dollars pay for, for this kind of system. Um, and it's just, it's it's very, very um, badly handled, I think, because they don't care about the kind of people that homelessness typically affects. The kind of people that homelessness typically affects are people with mental health issues and people with, uh, people that are, that are of color. Um, so nobody really cares about those people. And so because it is, it is only effective of, like, you, you would not, you wouldn't see the system being run like this if it affected, um, you know, um, a majority of Caucasian people. And again, I have nothing against Caucasians. They just hold a majority of the power and a majority of the money. And it doesn't affect them because they have that privilege. Because, um, you know, it, they're very, it's very, very rare that, um, you know, that, that people raised in that kind of environment don't always have um, somebody that they can live with or borrow money from. Um, and this is not just coming from me. This is coming from like white 
people that have said like hey like you know if I didn't have uh, this connection to that connection like where would I be um, before before I was in the, the system at all um, I spent a I, th- I think 10 days in an Airbnb um, by this guy who just would not shut up about white supremacy and how how he was a member of the world's top race and how it was so fucked up what everybody was doing but I'm like okay like I don't know why you keep repeating these things over and over again um, but uh, again, it does just feel kind of like the cyclical, psychological fucking um, torture. <laughs> That's not, you know, um, I, I don't uh, like I, I can't give the empty threat of suicide because I don't want to commit suicide. Most people that commit suicide don't. And most people that do commit suicide um, don't tell anybody about it. They don't go out and reach out for help. And there's, you know, they, they don't reach out for support. This is not that. This is not a cry for help. Well, help me. I'm going to kill myself. Like, no. Um, it's actually just me, like, holding on for dear life. Because I do, I do believe, you know, that, that something that I can do or something that I can change, like, the person that I'm trying to be is not just so that I can try to reestablish having a family, it's because I already have a family, like I already had a family, and even though that's like one part missing, that 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 little person is still half of me, and so even if he he is, you know, I I gave his father custody. I was like, okay, well, you you know, you want to do it yourself, because um, he didn't, and like he 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 was like, this is mine. It was almost as, as if our son was an object. Um, you know, and I was like, okay, like, if you want that, all that responsibility, um, because it was like an ego thing, a pride thing, like, this is my son, I'm gonna take care of him, you don't know how to handle him, I'm like, okay, um, you know, if you say so, and so it, it gave me, um, I, I saw it as, like, a blessing in disguise, where I was losing the, the thing that I loved most in my life, but I was gaining the ability to maybe do things that I put to the side, because I decided to get married really young, or decided to have children, um, because of all the things that I had gone through, um, and I did not, um, you know, as much as it may sound like it, like, I did not, like, leave my family to pursue music, um, I actually, I, I left in a corporate job and in a, in a very corporate environment, um, trying to like climb the ladder that way in order to provide, um, uh, a single parent, you know, a home or a second home for my, for my son. Um, and it didn't work out that way. Again, I think it was just that pride got in the way, um, of, you know, something very painful and something very deep. Again, I don't, I don't actually resent my ex-husband. I'm happy, um, that he hit me that hard because it did, it changed something inside my brain. It wired me differently psychologically. It made me go, oh, like, you know, like all the choices that I made up to that point ended me with somebody, ended me up with somebody that would do that, you know? Um, so I didn't, I, I take accountability. Um, and if that hadn't happened, like I wouldn't have, you know, been in this different mindset where I started running and taking care of my body. I was already in the process of doing that. And I think that because I had lost about a hundred pounds and I was so, um, becoming self-sufficient, it also, um, like bruised his ego that I was getting, you know, I was getting thinner and I was getting paid attention to more by other, other people. And, and now that I already had discovered that I'd been cheated on, like I'd, you know, like it, it was, um, 
you know, the, the attention that I was starting to get from other people was, of course, very threatening. Um, you know, and just kind of having that, like, I, there was nothing really cementing me, like, there was nothing making me stay besides having our two children and then losing, um, losing, we lost our twins at two separate times. Um, we lost the the girl two weeks after the twins were born. The twins were born, by the way. I never finished the story. Um, <laughs> the twins were born um, three days after our wedding. So, again, um, anybody listening who might, you know, just be at random because at this point I don't, I don't I'm not sure who's listening to this other than people who are studying this um and trying to get like a handle on like my psychology like lately it's been kind of like thrown in my face like no you have a mental illness like you need to be on medication I'm like uh at this point like I'll, I'll take it but you know the medication that's there is not the medication for me um, the medication that's out there, like, you know, I've, I've had, I've had too many doctors be honest with me and say that, hey, like, when it comes to treating mental illness, we have no eye fucking deal what we're doing, and then also just kind of being smacked out in the middle of this race war, and this really race-separated society in the United States, and this really disgusting thing that's happening between the, the colorism and the classism and the separating of the, of the classes in the United States, that I've never met a, a person of color who has successfully um healed their mental illness with um with any kind of prescription you know it's always seemed to be that um and like I said I give everybody the benefit of the doubt that it is trying to like um hold colored people back from being able to achieve what the Caucasians already have um like I've talked about this before most of my white friends could easily get Adderall or anything that they wanted prescribed to them um you know with the click of a button um, whereas most of my, my friends that have been people of color, um, you know, they, you can't just walk into a doctor's office and say, hey, I have ADD, give me Adderall, because that was, you know, um, back in college, that was the first thing that I, that I did notice is that, like, hey, I have problems focusing, and the first time that I ever took Adderall, I did everything that I was supposed to do in, like, 24 hours, but didn't feel high, and I was, like, mad at the person that got, that gave it to me that I wasn't high, um, I was like, what the fuck? I thought I was gonna, you know, everybody that does abuse Adderall was, you know, t- told me like how I was gonna feel. And then I didn't, I actually just like did what the fuck I was supposed to, um, you know, with ease and, and was like mad at my drug dealer that I wasn't high. Um, you know, but, um, I think that was kind of the first time in my life, um, besides in third grade when they straight told my mom like hey your kid has focus issues and instead of taking me to a doctor or letting them treat me she just beat me and then and you know was like pay attention um you know or whatever and I think I think that particular like round of ass whoopings is probably what made me like I think at that point I just like disconnected that was around like yeah after third grade or fourth grade between third and fourth grade um you know she I think I think um not understanding my mom's um sadism until very very recently understanding what sadism is and, and knowing um what it means when somebody gets pleasure um from hurting you um, and, and feels a sense of relief or release in themselves and not understanding what sadism is until very, very recently um, and just understanding psychology and trauma and that some people are built that way. Um, and my mom is very much one of those people. Um, but um, <laughs> I, guess, I guess going back um, 
you know that that my psych my psychology is just at this point fucked up um i think that because i've been doing like such a fast release on this show um people are um like that the people that are paying attention to it that are like i said it could be coming from both ways because it seems like my roommates are are actually like it seems like they've been selected in order to to psychologically terrorize me in one way in some way or another otherwise i have to believe that hey it's a curse and that my ex is cursing me and that he wants this energy to keep me in a lower vibration and that's just that to me is crazy that somebody could even have that much power to be able to do that um with um like i said the first the first fight ended in um i i won that fight um uh, it was very very she was like smaller than me so it was easy to just kind of like pin her down and, and drag her to the to the a door and call security um which i was not planning on releasing that because that is the intro to my album so that might actually disappear from the fucking cyberverse um but lately i have been feeling kind of like my life is ending in a in a really negative way and that i'm just like i've been stuck in the system that doesn't seem to give anybody a break um you know not allowed to have a coffee pot like not allowed um to to do, really do anything or have any maneuverability um you know so i've been using my my um my freebie um very very carefully you know making sure that i'm i'm doing the most with my body um and pushing myself to these extremes because it's not going to last forever um you know i've i've just kind of been put in this in this very downtrodden place um and having this like fight against time and and not understanding why and it does seem to be like a curse um the second roommate also had bruxism so that was two two roommates in a row that had the same like teeth grinding at night and so like it's not just teeth grinding it's like the person starts like twitching first and then they start scratching their skin and then they start like grinding their teeth and then moaning um and so that happens for about five minutes at a time and then it's like maybe 10 15 minutes of like nothing and then it happens again um and my my ex had this and so the first roommate had it and it in a, in a fight that just seemed like what the fuck is wrong with you today you know <laughs> like and then and then we we got into it um the second roommate was what did not end in like a physical it did get um it, it did get like that same kind of force and that same energy that's when i started to think like hey like it it seems like there's like a demon possessing the people that are around me um because the second lady was weird um she i i almost even thought i don't know so many conspiracies but i thought like she was a spy or something because she spoke german and japanese um and was not um she claimed to not have a social security card which kept her from working but she was always like going on tours and like doing museums and stuff so it seems like she was just kind of like kicking it um but yeah and she was um when i moved in i had moved in in the middle of the night because of the the first brawl that i got into um and so they moved me into her room and i was immediately just kind of like relieved because she was clean the first roommate was really dirty and didn't give a fuck like when she would have her period there would be like blood on the walls and stuff um it was just kind of gross and grody um yeah and i never really said anything about it because the thing that i valued about her 
um, after being transferred from a larger facility where there was so much more craziness and more brawling. Like there was this one, <laughs> I, I did get that on tape as well. Um, there was this one lady who like picked up this other lady's bed and like moved it into the hallway. Um, and then they got into like a brawl fight type thing. Um, and that was gnarly. That was extreme. Um, and that, that first place that I ended up in was very, very extreme um, after, after I ran out of money for Airbnb and this and that. Um, yeah, um, it's just, been, it's just been this fucking trap, um, but yeah, after I got transferred there, I got transferred to the second place as a hotel, um, which is, um, gnarly to me, it's an actual functional, functional hotel, um, but a, a few floors of it are, are, you know, um, reserved for, for the homeless system, and so it's almost like it's, like, they're hiding them in there. Um, but, um, lots of, lots of, um, blurred lines between, like, the, the jail system, the mental health system, um, yeah, so they moved me to the second lady, and she, she immediately made me suspicious, because she was, like, she, I, I was relieved, because she was clean, but she made me suspicious, because I moved there in the middle of the night, and she was like, oh, well, I work in the morning, so, um, we have to be quiet now, go to sleep, and I was like, okay, um, you know, I don't think I slept that night, because I was just, like, full of adrenaline from fighting, like, I, I didn't, I, like, I, I don't really fight, and I didn't even, like, fight my ex, like, that was just, like, me getting beaten, you know, um, like, me being fucking, um, dragged around, and fucking thrown around, and he's huge, at this point, or even at that point, when I was still some 70 pounds heavier, like, the fact that he could just, like, pick me up and, like, throw me, um, you know, started to make me feel like I was very, very skinny, um, and then realizing, like, no, there's a lot, there's a lot more to go in this weight loss journey, um, but yeah, just not, not realizing how small I had become in, in various points, but the second lady, um, was disastrous in the way that her game was psych, psych, her game was, like, to psychologically torment me, so she was, like, overly nice, but then she would start asking questions about things from my past that, like, nobody should know, or started mentioning things, um, like, oh, look, do you believe in shamans, and, and started, you know, asking me questions about medicine, and, and spirits, and demons, um, things that I had been, like, researching on my own, because it seemed like, you know, since I left my ex, I just couldn't get ahead, um, there was, like, some dark force following me, and that no, no matter what I did, um, that dark force would always, like, throw me out of my, my, um, place where I had safe lodging, and, um, it just, it kept happening over and over again, um, where I'd finally find a place, a uh, safe place to stay, and then whoever I would stay with would just, like, t turn very gnarly and very dirty and very, um, nasty to the point where I was like, is this person being possessed by a demon? Um, and something, again, that I don't want to give somebody, um, that much power to, to actually believe in that, because, of course, like, um, that there's always going to be people that support him. They're going to, like, some people just are intrinsically evil and want to see that kind of power displayed. And so he's going to be, you know, 
um, like pretty much rewarded for hurting me or, or hurting other people. So I don't want to give somebody like that that much power. Like I said, I don't have any resentment towards him. I've been wishing and praying for somebody um, to come into his life that would just love him so that he would take away this hateful energy, um, you know, from from everything that's happened to me since I left him has just been this weird, homeless, fucked up cycle and it hasn't been... Um, it hasn't been pretty and it's always it always results in this energy that seems to just like expel me so I don't I don't let myself get close to anybody at all I don't want to be close to anybody I'm (laughs) you know not looking for somebody because it seems like it doesn't really matter um, that it is some kind of curse but I'm also I'm you know straddling on that government conspiracy that like mm, this is almost too many coincidences that like these people seem to know all these things about me um, without me ha- saying anything. So the second roommate was really, really nice um, and really sweet and just like um, over-complimented me. Oh, you are so intelligent. You are not like other them, you know. They, uh, you are not like all the people here. You are you are better, you know. And just with like, she, she just like made it like automatically suspicious on day one. Um, because even though the first night was quiet, like the second day, she was like, "So you do you know anything about shamans?" And I've had this, and then she told me that she was possessed by a demon, and that this demon knew all these things from the past and told told her what to do, and like you know, told. And I was just like, okay, and and at that point had become suspicious enough to the point where I didn't really like, you know, I didn't want to divulge much more than than um you know commonplace surface level very surface level things um you know anything that anybody could find about these things not really divulging any of the actual esoteric knowledge that i have now um you know um oh and then that that one ended you know really horribly because like as as time went on and as i again began because like after the first fight i was kind of fucked up like in the head um and so I couldn't like I don't know oh I was injured too I had like this injury in my my shoulder that's still like it's still kind of weird because when I'm lifting I have to like pop my neck a certain way and just kind of like yeah it's still it's still um like it was a fight because like even though I won it I still have like um you know like the effect of that and um yeah no um going back to the gym after maybe I'm not sure how long I stayed out of the gym after that first fight I I was like okay I need a rest um and then when I finally got back into the gym um things tensions started to rise and by tensions I I meant I mean that like the second roommate started trying to like control me in different ways like um I I would be up working on music in Ableton and and she would be like that's too loud i can hear it you know even though she would wear earplugs and so i'd turn it down um and she'd be like it's still too loud like even though i could barely hear it you know in my own headphones um or and so since the music i was like maybe it's the hats or whatever or the way i'm compressing my drums um so i started just writing at night but then the typing was too loud for her so anything that i tried to do like to improve myself creatively um she like it it seemed to like really upset her um to the point where it was like okay well i'm just gonna um you know 
I'm I'm just gonna write on my phone and then like every every everything that I did upset her um and then she started doing like weird psychological games like she started um taking my stuff and putting it in her things and so like um the first thing that I had noticed was like um is like my laundry card and I put it in a very specific place and I always kept it there I'm doing laundry every like one or two weeks and so when I went to look for my laundry card I noticed it was gone and I was like well that doesn't make any sense maybe it could have slipped or maybe it could have fallen and so I looked everywhere that it possibly could have been um, avoiding her things you know and um, then I was like it doesn't make any sense I know where I put it and so I I opened her bag and what do you know like my my laundry card was in there um, and so I took it back out and I didn't say anything because I, I, I was like, well, it could have fallen in there, um, even though it, it technically didn't make any sense. Like I was like over justifying. Oh, it, it could have fallen in there. It, uh, you know, it, it could have been a mistake. And so she did not um, I didn't say anything to her. But that day and I can't remember what it was. She seemed to have had um, some kind of problem. I don't remember what it was at all. And then she immediately was like, you're a thief, you're a thief. And I was like, what? And she was like, you went in my stuff. And I was like, oh, I was just looking for my laundry card. I thought maybe you might've taken it by mistake. And then she left the room and she came back and she was like, you're right, I did take that by mistake. But then it just kind of kept happening where she would like take things, um, you know, like put her stuff in my stuff and then call me a thief or, you know, take things of mine and put it in her stuff. And when I would take it back, she would be like, don't touch my stuff. And it, it just got weird um, to the point where I was like really withdrawn um, and really um, and at that point I was I was going through like heavy malnutrition and really like um, like just spiritually and mentally decaying um, because of all the games that I felt like were being played. Um, and so that <laughs> um, when it when it came down to it, she she left in a fury. I won't even tell the end of that story. Um, but that, that fight I also did win, but, um, because it was a psychological fight, it was, it was a very strategic psychological win. Um, and so she, she ended up, um, she, and it was crazy because she totally pulled a Karen on me. She's Japanese, but like, it, it was weird because, um, she was, oh, she was recording me without my permission. Um, and I gave her permission one time to actually, like, record me because I was telling her, hey, like, you know, you grind your teeth and it's not just teeth grinding. Like, you're also moaning and scratching yourself and, like, doing all this thrashing and it keeps me up um, through the night. So I've kind of, like, changed my sleep schedule so that I don't have to go through that. And then through the night, I'm just mostly working, working on music or working on, you know... Um, just working just trying to like I couldn't sleep when all that shit was happening and so um I was very disoriented I was very very like unraveled um but she she asked me because it was one morning that it was just like the the moaning and the grinding was so so much that it was like it wasn't every you know 10-15 minutes it was constant through the night and I was like oh my god like like and at one point it was weird because she like sat up in her sleep and did this really menacing like evil laugh and then like did the teeth grinding and the thrashing and I was like that does seem demonic weird and so you know the next morning and I hadn't even slept I was actually just waiting for her to leave so that I could go to sleep and I was like hey 
Um, I just wanted to to let you know about your your teeth grinding, and she in, 